Which brings us full circle to you, Ted. Clear-eyed Ted. Sober Ted. Complete stranger Ted. Impartial Ted. Just medicine couldn't give a fuck about us, Ted. We want you to be the dice man. Hell of a night, huh, Ted? Welcome to Troglodyte Podcast, an off-the-rails review and discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. With your host, Loki, Jesse, and Tim. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Troglodyte. I'm Loki, Jesse. What the fuck was that? <laughs> okay. So that was for our friends over at Infinite Apparel and Collectibles. Okay. Um, because they said they say that I sounded like Mrs. Delphire. When? <laughs> but every time I say hello, everybody. I guess. That's what they hear. Sure, but so they wanted me to just you know try it like that. All right. Hello. I, th- I don't think that's how Robin Williams does it to begin with. They said it was the scene where, like, you know, he yeah, dumps yeah, his yeah. face in the pie, yeah. and he's like, hello! No. Okay. <laughs> Too low of an octave, and you're not even using your British accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I have, I have a ter- Anyways, and I'm Tim. I have a, ter- I have a terrible British accent. It's, please don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, I, I could have stole, stole the skit of Raven. Like, shut up, I haven't inter- introduced her yet. But, um... You're the one that introduces yourself, so that yes. that skit will not work. Bitch. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Pe- 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 Pepsi. Yep. That was so pep. Uh-huh. Um, how you been, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, um, okay, so um, right off the bat, if we... Fuck s- you. You didn't even let me fucking finish. Okay, how are you? No, I don't want to talk anymore. Okay, so right off the bat, um, how are you, Tim? Interesting, man. Well, you know, things are going to get better. No, no, no. Everybody has erectile dysfunction, dude. You're fucking wish. <laughs> okay. I'm How was doing, your day? I'm doing better than the fucking train that could, bro. How was your day? Amazing. <laughs> That's Dy- good, man. Dynamic. <laughs> okay, so yes. Um, uh, great segue. So if we sound kind of different, we are using condenser micro- microphones this time. So let us know um, if we sound the same. Let us know if you fucking hate it. Man. Yes, if you hate it, we'll go back to our dynamic Definitely. Our, uh, mics that are dynamic that are that um, we've been using for like the longest time. Because these yeah. are like original microphones that I was using at the very beginning of the show. Yeah. And... You had mentioned at the end of the previous recording about getting, you know, different mics. And we will as soon as I get a job. Um, That's fine. So I could chip in. Um, but um, I, I had pointed out uh, condenser mics. Uh-huh. And I just showed you these old ones, and we're going to give it a shot, see how they sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did send you, like, a test sampling. And I didn't like it. No, you didn't like it. But um, let's let the audience decide what we like. Because these were the mics that uh, our reviewer... And iTunes mentioned, yeah. you know, about our equipment. Well, my yeah. equipment. Um, cause yeah, you, you were by yourself by that time. Yes, I, uh, yeah. Um, well, no, I had my friend Cash on there. It was for oh, the, okay. uh, the, the, 
the anime Avenueville um, episode. Uh-huh. Avenueville uh-huh. 2, the possession. Yes. You know, oh yeah, um, our old episodes are coming soon to Patreon, you know. Um, hang on, you know, they're going to get there so as soon as we get more demand. There you <laughs> no go. one's demanding it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, wow. You higher my sensitivity a little? Okay. That mustache doesn't look good on you. Why? It just doesn't. Oh, you mean the equipment? I, I thought, you, you. Meant, I I thought you meant emotional sensitivity. <laughs> I will hit you. <laughs> Your hair looks too long. Your hair looks too greasy. <laughs> you want me to leave early, don't you? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> How fucking dare you? You always rib on me. I know. Fuck around. <laughs> You're not one to talk. Mommy thinks I'm special. Um, she doesn't. No. So, um, wow. Okay. So, Dick, we gotta point out. Um, okay. So, shout out to Cash and Andy, our top Patreons. Yep. Thank you for your support. We appreciate um you helping up with the show. If you want to support the show, go ahead and sign up on Patreon. You'll get a shout out. The uh, second tier Patreon gets to pick the movie we choose, where yeah. we, we review. Yep. And our top markets, still Austin, New York, San Antonio, Laredo. Laredo went from number five to number four, and Austin's back at number five. So Laredo's numbers are rising up. Thank you, our hometown of Laredo. You know, I'm going to reach out to the promoters for the South Texas Collectors Expo here that they have at Tammy. Okay. Or at the at the arena. I'm going to reach out to them. Maybe we could do a panel, a holler panel up there. Uh, sure. How was your weekend? How was um, your weekend before we recorded? How was my, how was my weekend? Um, well, it, was, it was pretty uneventful. Didn't do too much. I went to another um, movie party with um, Victor and his lovely wife. Yes. Uh, they were screening the Kidder Clowns from Outer Space. Um, yes, I remember you telling me. They had, um, um, this time the the meal was very, like, carnival circus flavor with the nachos, the Frito pie. That's so cool. The cotton candy, peanuts, except popcorn. Do they, like, charge? No. They're just doing this? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a friendly get-together. Wow. Yeah. You should come next time. Yeah, I I will definitely try. And, and they had a trivia night. Well, they had they had at the end of the film they had trivia, and they um they raffled off the this tapestry I donated for the event uh-huh. of the Kidder Clowns from Outer Space that I got at at in San Antonio when oh, I was yeah. over there, and also um what else? Oh yes, um so I got the shitty questions. And everybody else got the got the questions that I need the answers to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got more, like, mainstream questions. That's life, Bubba's. I know. Like, I got the question of where, what, what, what state was the Blur Witch filmed in? And I thought Maine. Washington. No, it was, um, it was Meriden. Oh, that was one of the I thought, ones. I, I thought it would be Maine because of the, you know, I thought it was thinking Stephen King. And then there was the, um, fuck. I just got some mainstream ones that, like some re- recent ones, and I I didn't know them. 
But then I got the older question, so like, oh, then I knew. And I won a Funko Pop of the Kidder Clown from Outer Space Jumbo. Wow. Yeah. So don't you already have them? Yeah. So then you have a double? And it was a great time. So. I'm kidding. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Oh my god, and then it had like these kind of canning tubs. Okay, so okay, like... okay. Where's the fucking pop? <laughs> I sold it. <laughs> I gotta have to edit this part out. <laughs> oh, why? Oh, that's fucked up, Jesse. <laughs> they gave you that. I want it. I want it in the prize. Wow. They didn't give it to me. I want it. I want it fair and swear. I bad answered friend. the questions. Not a bad friend. That's I just needed gas money. Sell all of them. Huh? Sell all of them. No. Why not? Because they're mine. I'm Sell not, all your pops. I'm not that desperate yet. You just want my Doctor Who pops. Sell all your pops. No. Not yet. Give me a price. Give you a price? Give me a price. I want all the girls. So What are you starting? A harem? Yes. Clara, Sarah... Uh, Amy, River, and I'll take Jack. Jack? Yes. You don't even use those. You want to just keep the doctors. Oh. Give me a price. Oh, Jack. Jack, I get you now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Give me a price. Uh, five twenty-four. That's my car payment. <laughs> well, I, I can't do that. I'll give you a C. Okay, are any of them, like, specials, or just the regular? No, the Clara special. Why is the Clara special? Because it's a limited edition. It was okay, well, yeah, then that's what I'm asking. Yeah, to them. Clara and Sa- Amy are, lim- are limited editions. How much? Well, not limited, but, like, you know, they were, like, um, San Diego Comic-Con and um, Emerald City Comic-Con. Okay, how much? I don't know. I don't want to sell them. I'm cutting this whole part off. Give me them. Huh? Give me them. When I die, I give them to you. No. No. What the? Oh, my. <laughs> I want them now. Yeah, you can have them. You, don't, you can't have them. You can't handle the truth. Okay, right, enough. Give me. Sell me River. She's on the fucking corner over there. That's because there's no space. There's plenty of space. Uh, there's always space, Jesse. Yeah, space in your ass. Okay, first of all. How dare you? Fine. <laughs> I'm going to get this whole part out. Why? Okay, that's not going It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Um, okay, so let's see. Pay attention. <laughs> Tim is not paying attention. I am paying attention. Okay. You he, said, um, okay, let's see. That normally means I need to shut up and you do your whole thing. Okay. So, do you want to talk about the movie that we picked this week? Yes. Yes. Okay, so um, on our last recording, we did say we were going to do... Wait, no. We no. were going to do Lost Boys, but it's not available to stream. Isn't yes. that weird that like when you want to do a film, it's not available to stream? And I don't have a job, so I don't have enough money to rent it. Tim, you know, has a child on the way. He can't afford to rent a film. I can afford to rent a film. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, well I can't, so, you know. But... I did notice that a film that we talked about at the beginning of this year is now available to watch. That is true. You're not wrong. So then I recommended to him that like um, we should do uh, four rooms. And Tim quickly jumped at the chance to look at boobs. Yes. Boobies. You guys will understand that once you re- watch the movie. 
Oh, God, yes. This is a beautiful film. Yes. It's... So, a, a film that most of the people that have done it don't don't like talking about it. Really? Which I find Which I find very funny. Wow. Uh, I would almost put it that maybe Robert is the only one that's actually, like, spoken about the experience. Yeah. Movie. Tarantino, like, in every interview that I've, like, seen. Yeah. Has, like, all right, just ignored the question of the four rooms or just doesn't like to talk about it at all. Wow. It's also not considered one of his, like, movies that he's directed where, like, afterwards he's going to retire. I, so it's not part of the list. I think it's because I think that will probably be because it's not like a complete feature film. Yeah, it's more like of a segment. No, I know, but still. So, um. So yes, we chose four rooms. Um. It's a 1995 uh, American anthology uh, film, black comedy. Um. So um, quick synopsis of this film. So the film takes place on New Year's Eve at the Hotel Moon Moon Signar. In Los Angeles, the bellhop is the only one on staff at the hotel for everybody went to go, you know, get drunk and party. The bellhop is played by the great uh, Tim Roth, and it explores his night of sexcapades and, you know, crappy situations that he's been put through. And it um, it's a four stories divided into um, into the rooms that he's into four individual rooms that he visits throughout the night. The first story is called The Missing Ingredient, which involves a coven of witches, and they're making a spell to release their former goddess from imprisonment. Goddess, yes. And one of them, Eve, doesn't include... Her ingredient was um, male semen, but... Jism. She um she swallowed it. Yes. So <laughs> the other witches convinced the the bellhop Ted to make her happy without them insinuating what. He basically tells them what's up and then puts an enchantment on him. Yes. And they get the business done and the spell is complete and the goddess Diana, Diana yes. is released from her tomb. The second story is the wrong man, which Ted um, delivers. Well, Ted gets a call from the party room to deliver some ice to the room. He then um, he gets told the wrong the, the the people the guests the people at the in the room party don't know the room number, so they give him just like a random number, thinking it's the room. Ted ends up going to the room that they told him to, which is a. Uh, 509? What was it? 404. 404. Yeah. And he gets caught up in some weird um, role play with uh, husband Siegfried and his wife Angela. And he is... Oh, God. He is he escapes. And then we cut to the third room where features a Mexican man with his lovely wife and their two kids. The husband decides that, like, you know, it's better to leave the kids in the room to have a better time. And they get Ted the bellhop to babysit them. Which is real fucking weird. Yes. Ted doesn't really want to babysit them, but he's able to haggle a higher price to babysit them. 
but shenanigans ensued when the kids continue to misbehave. They end up finding a dead corpse yeah. in the room. The kids are smoking, drinking wine. The little girl stabs Tim and the Ted. Sorry, I'm actually saying Tim, Tim Roth. Uh, Ted in the leg, and and then the uh, husband and wife come back and sees the fire, the dead body, <laughs> the stabby. And then they're like, "Were the kids good?" Yeah. So, um, in between breaks, Ted calls up his manager Betty, saying that he's gonna quit. Betty tells him, "No, not to quit, please." Like. They get a room service from the penthouse, and she begs him to stay because it's an important man from Hollywood. Ted says yes, he stays. He goes up to the room, meets the man from Hollywood, and he is coerced and paid to join them in the little game that they're playing where, based off of Alfred Hitchcock episode. Uh, the man from Rio? The man, yeah. Well, they said the man from Reno, but it was called the man from the South. There go, man from Reno. Yeah. yeah. So, Ted ends up getting a thousand dollars and chopping up someone's finger, and then that's where the film ends. Yeah. So this was the first time you watched this. Yes, this is definitely the first time I've watched this. So, just right off the bat, just like you know, in one failed swoop, one one failed swoop. Did you like this film? Uh, three out of the four films I liked. Okay, so we're gonna divide this up in segments. Yes. Okay. Well, let's start with the big. Well, let's start with the beginning of the first story, though. Coven of witches. Yes. The missing ingredients. The, the missing ingredients. Wow, Madonna. Uh, yeah. You would it in her prime, not to be an asshole, right? I, I thought it was funny how when she was hissing at Ted, <laughs> and then she puts the, when she puts the. The 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 tip in her tip on her under cleavage. Yeah. And, and he, he still grabs it. And it's she funny. still hisses at him. Yeah. And I just like the way his Okay. Well we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Yes. So then you ever see that film Hot Shots? Um no. I don't think so. Oh. Well no, because like the main witch um <laughs> the the one with the European accent. Okay. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Um, I forgot her name. But yes, she's a great actress. And then we have, um, oh, Alicia Witt. No, yeah, Alicia Witt. Yeah, the redhead. Oh my God, she is still so beautiful to this day. She was in Supernatural. You know, originally, they kind of wanted her to play Mary Jane in Spider-Man films very early on. Really? Yeah, but of course it never happened. They got Christian Dunst, still beautiful as it is. Um, what else is those? Oh, Naomi Sky. Oh, the like the nineteen fifties one. <laughs> she. Oh my God! You have to watch Say Anything if you like romantic comedies of the eighties. Uh-huh. You will love Say Anything. John Cusack and Naomi Sky, totally the best. Okay. She she married. She was married to one of the Beastie Boys. Oh. Don't ask me which one, because I don't know which well, one. that's interesting. And, um, I forget what the other witch's name. I think Daryl Hammond was in there. No, she wasn't. Well, what did you think of that story? I thought it was a funny story. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely boobs, right? No, oh, yeah, boobs. Bigger, but, better. But, um, it's, it's based off of, I think, uh, it's, it's this, um, painting. It's called Four Witches Naked. Oh, uh, 
It's it's kind of like that's where the basis of it comes from. Uh-huh. And that's why there's nudity. Uh, but besides that, I thought it was a, it was a quir- like a quirky story. Um, that was the only segment that had nudity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, it's real interesting. I feel like so. What I from what I put my research on, apparently it was about two hours long. The film? No. The, the story. Yes. Yes. The film was about two hours long. Okay. And a, 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 at least an hour of everything had to be cut. Oh. So the movie went down from two hours, and it had to be edited down to about an hour, an hour twenty, I think. No, it was like an hour and forty. Yeah. Or I don't know. It's like this. I don't remember. What's the runtime on this bitch? But I know that a lot of them, including ninety ninety eight minutes. Wow. Ninety eight minutes, so about an hour thirty. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so I think it was about, an, uh, I think if I remember correctly on my research, it was about two hours. So some shit had to be cut. Yeah. And I feel like these next two movies, like the first two movies, were the ones that took the the biggest hit. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of funny how, like when um, Eve is seducing him, and then he mentions his boss, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> and this sounded like... <laughs> It's, it was just so cute. Like, who's Betty? My boss is like, oh. Yeah. But it was just, it was kind of cute. I kind of hope in the grand scheme of things, those two kids ended up together. It was That's funny. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they, they almost made it seem like they were going to, right? Yeah. Um, it I thought it was a cute story. It would have been cool if there was an after credit scene of him, like, you know, calling up Eve. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know that's also a lot of critics hate the first two stories and then love the next, the last two. I, why? I don't get that. It uh, was like the next. Well, before we go, I think it was kind of cool how the. Um, oh yeah, so like the, it's still like it continues on with him still having the cigarette when he gets the call for the other room. Yeah, that was pretty fun uh, tim roth for the first like i don't think i've ever really seen him do like comedy so this is uh for me at least a like uh note of fresh air i didn't really see much of his um um well i didn't really do much of the behind the scenes look on him but uh maybe you did um but like the way he was doing his comedy act reminded me so much of of the films from the the early comedies of the 1940s, like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin or um, Laurel and Hardy, yeah, you know those the, those kind of comedies where they just like their mannerisms and oh well, also like British comedy, like Mister well, he is British, Mister Bean, Mister Bean, yeah, and yeah, I think well, Mister Bean has more like of a facial features of comedy, so, but I thought it was pretty cool, and. <laughs> when he's trying to do when they, at first when he's like trying to make her laugh he's like <laughs> yeah it's just some like weird like monkey shit <laughs> um, like help me out here yeah it's like help me out here I really want that tip <laughs> and then um <laughs> she got the tip <laughs> oh shoot she, got, she definitely got it <sighs> Christ you're an idiot uh, it's, that's why people love me so it's funny how like this yeah again so um going back to what I said like yeah like his he's smoking a cigarette 
And it goes into the next room right away with the the wrong man, which I thought was pretty. It's in my opinion, it's the weakest of all four. I thought I don't know if it was weak, but it was just pretty fun. I mean, like Jennifer Beals, damn, she's still beautiful to this day. Like, see that guy? Um, you never saw Flash Dance, did you? No. Okay. No idea what that is. Oh, it's like one of the films that got her start. Okay. And then she was also like in the L word. Um, she was one of the main stars. Yes, and, I know. I've seen that. And I think she was in an episode of Castle and like other things. Okay. And also, um, Siegfried. I know he's been in a lot of films. So I just he usually plays like the the gangster or the yeah yeah, yeah or right. something something like that. He's always played that that character. So do you think it was just like a? A little role-playing game that they were doing? I, or? That's kind of what I was picking up on, right? Yeah. Where it was very weird. I, I think that, to me, that was the one that I skipped. You skipped the whole thing? Through just... a little. Oh, okay. I'm kind of just like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Um. That's why I find it to be, like, the weakest out of uh, all four of them. Um, I, I was... Uh, but, though, no, if you have your opinions on it, please... Well, uh, I, I just think that... Unless you mean the audience... But my opinion is that I thought it was pretty funny and it really expressed, it really showed more of uh, Tim Roth's uh, comedic chops, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, especially, especially like when he's out the window. Yeah. And he's right there. <laughs> we get a wide shot and then with the arrow pointing, this is Ted. And then just like the noises he, he's making it for help. And how he just literally like goes from a whiny little bitch to like, you know, in control, and that whole routine of him going around like on the window. Uh huh. It was pretty cool. The yeah, physical, it was entertaining. The, the, the physical, physical comedy, comedy of it. Of that's it. what I mean. Yeah. Also, the way that the camera was set up for that one, that when he runs into the bathroom, it's like you you see like the. Like the the camera is like going like behind the medicine cabinet and stuff. Yeah, I like that kind of uh, trickery when it comes to filming. The wrong man, and <laughs> and then she starts instead of insulting him, she starts praising him for his big cock. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they had a weird dynamic. And if you hear noise in the background, Tim's playing with like a little bit of a router or a poster thing. He's bored. Nah, <laughs> I'm not bored. He's just paying attention. I to just I'm I'm paying attention to what you have to say because I don't have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, it wasn't really my favorite, so I didn't put a lot of emphasis on it. Okay, I think my favorite one is the next one we're gonna talk about. Okay, it's funny how this next one. It's like he's still smoking the cigarette, which means that, like, this takes place. Well, okay, so the next one is the misbehaviors. Yes. And this one. So this one takes place in between the wrong man. And. Okay, so it's like. How is so. So, like, he goes. So this is the timeline, I think, how this one works. Yes. So he gets the coffers from the. Um, from the the hot witches not the witches he gets the call from the husband Antonio Banderas okay and then um 
And when he gets to the room, he's take he says sorry for the long time, which means that he was he not with the witches, but he was taking his time to get the thing. And then, because uh, the little girl calls a random room, and like Siegfried picks up. Yes. So that means that this story takes in place in between the wrong man. That's where Ted is, because when Ted finally picks up. Towards the end of the story, when Ted picks up the phone, and he's right there frustrated, he's not, he's frustrated, not just because of the kids, but because of the situation he got out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what I mean, man. It's like, you know, that's the, the time frame of the story. That makes sense. Yeah. And. Kind of like the pseudo, so this is what I took from it. I was like, kind of like that pseudo, like, spy kids for Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it was kind of like when it inspired well, like, him to work with kids. Huh? I, I think I would. I would maybe even like what inspired him to create Spy Kids to begin with. I could see that. You know what was weird? What that the his wife, uh huh, was the chick from the Karate Kid Part Two. That was the the main love in the Karate Kid Part Two. Really? I know. It's I don't know that. I didn't know that either. And it's messed up. How? Why? So the family's supposed to be Spanish. And yet they have an, a, a woman of Asian descent playing Mexican. Okay. Did she? You know what I just found out? And I'm so. I did not know this. Uh-huh. That Lou Diamond Phillips is Filipino. Yeah. Didn't know that? And he played a Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. But they're practically Mexican, so it's fine. Dude, we gotta do Dragon Ball Z with Dragon Ball film. Like, God, no, we're not. Yeah, dude, that's my argument there. They filmed in Mexico because they didn't think people people would not... Because the producers thought that, like, you know, Mexican kids would look like Japanese kids. What? 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 Like, Dragon Ball Evolution? No, the movie. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. That was the... Okay, yeah. That's funny. Dude, that's messed we up. We do look Asian. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, you know, like, they, there's this thing in Hollywood where, you know, people of Asian descent, like, either play uh, Hispanics or, you know, or, I don't know. Well, okay, so first of all, um, uh, check your ch- check yourself real quick. Yes, because it is, uh, uh, at, at the time of this recording, Filipinos are Hispanic. Yeah. Oh, and before I get any hate mail, my brother married a Filipino, so oh, Filipino, okay, so yeah. Okay, that's fine, but I'm, what I'm saying is they were conquered by the Spanish. Oh. They were conquered by the Spanish. So, Filipinos, a lot of them have names like Juan and Gonzalez and a bunch of other things besides their, like, Asian names. So, so, just give me a minute on that, but they are technically Hispanic. They're not Latinos, but they're Hispanics. Okay. I feel schooled. So they're they're the Mexicans of the Asian community. And also because they're all they, they were colonized. We were con we were colonized con, con Jesus Christ, why can't I talk? Uh, colonized by the same fucking like people. But us as Mexicans and Hispan and, and uh as um or as close to um, uh, Filipinos as Colombians and 
uh, Cubans and all those guys. They also speak Spanish. Nah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, well I learned something today. Cue in the Morino song. Happy New Year. Let me speak to Betty. Uh, party's over. She probably went home. She lives there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Well, then get on the phone. Tell her it's an emergency. Who, who should I say is calling? You tell her it's Teddy from work. On the phone, and there's a major fucking emergency. Hi, Ted. I'm Margaret. You sound down. Has this not been the happiest of New Year's? No, Margaret. This hasn't been my happiest New Year. This one's starting off pretty fucking badly. What was your favorite part in this segment? Oh, the corpse. <laughs> that was funny. Just the, the whole situation was very funny. Like, the whole situation gave me strong, um, uh, uh um, uh, Spy Kids vibes. Oh. Which was, was the thing, right? Um, so in my opinion, it was, it was very much, by the way, if you want to talk about, um, how, uh, a miscast something is. Yeah. Junie from Spy Kids. Right? Like the kid, the boy that, that played Junie in Spy Kids okay. is a ginger. Oh, wow. And he's American. But his parents are, uh, Antonio Banderas. Also, Antonio Banderas is Spanish. He's not even Mexican. What? Okay. I thought he was Mexican. He's Spanish. Well, what a good actor he is. Well, I mean, it's still... He's still Spanish. I mean, it's like, so I'm just saying, like... Uh, um, well, the little girl in that role went on to come on in... Um, stuff that's... I don't really... I'm just going to mention the horror one. She came out in Countdown two years ago. Okay. And uh, the little boy retired from acting. That's good. That was like his own. No, actually, you know, he, he had two other credits in the Mr. Wrong film and the Crow City of Angels. Those are the only credits he has. The corpse, the corpse, uh, she went on to come on in um, Sin City. And yeah, in Sin City, she was in both the sequel. She was in Machete Kills, Spy Kids. He was in Spy Kids too. Yeah, well, all of these people were with um, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, and uh, Robert Rodriguez likes to hire the people he likes to work with. No, well, just a like Quentin Tarantino. Just oh, like Tarantino. and the dancing girl was Soma Hayek. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know, know that. <laughs> And when did this movie come out? This movie came out in 95. 95? Uh, let me just double check. Yes, 95. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this is like, like, like this is, in, oh my god, I gotta mention, well, I'll bring that up in a bit. But yeah, this was like, um, this was like in between Pulp Fiction and well, well, this Jackie had, Brown. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction had just come out and it was fucking making big bucks. And I know Tarantino tried to step out of this project and he was convinced by the other people to stay because yeah. there was actually supposed to be five of them doing this movie yeah i don't remember who's the one that dropped out but uh but uh yeah uh, uh, but also tarantino tried dropping out of the movie 
I remember that. I wonder why. That's a good one. Um, I think my favorite part in, uh-huh. in this segment, and this is the, and I remember this because I mean, my brother laughed so much when we saw it. Um, when the parents leave the room, but then they wait. <laughs> yeah, the, I know what you mean. And then, like the um, the little boy like wants to like get out, and then it's like his turns around, and then like the 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 um. Long story short, like the close up on Antonio's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> so let's see. I wanted to check something out. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, Four Rooms comes out when? 95. 95 was the year? Oh, yeah, 1995. I mean, sorry, uh, December 25th. Okay. Right. Uh, when does he start working with Antonio Banderas? Because he works with Antonio Banderas a lot. Uh, let's go to Despelado, which is August. So he was working with Antonio Banderas for that year. To get, like Salma Hayek, Antonio Banderas, and a lot of that crew, they stuck around and worked together for like the next two three years together oh yeah because then i think after spy kids i think comes out in 2000 something but we're also forgetting um what's it called uh from dust till dawn from dust till dawn exactly because yeah and then even tarantino was in that movie yeah so the original spy kid comes out in 2001 which is not that far away from 96 um i'm sorry i'm going on a tangent but i just i find it fucking amazing when um I just I think it's a real cool thing when um like directors really really like like working together working with people like and the same people and I know that I know that it's it's a known thing that like um Tarantino and Rodriguez like like each other yeah right um but I I just I thought it was cool I I think it's cool too I mean because like you know see. You don't hear about much about directors wanting to work together as much as you yeah. heard about Tarantino and Rodriguez, because they're, um, you know, from Des- from from Desperado, Dust of Dawn, Four Rooms, even the uh, what's it called, the Grindhouse double feature, like you know, they're always like in each other's yeah. work or business. You know, they they collaborate so much and they get their input so much from each other that like, it's pretty awesome how they just, it's like, they're, they're, it's like, they're, they're, it's like, I wouldn't say that they need the approval of the other, but like, you know, just to get their intake helps, help helps each other a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I think that's fucking, I, I think that's just a real cool thing that he does. And a lot of act, I mean, a lot of directors do that, but I personally really like Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, so I think it's a cool thing. Um, and I also like that the next movie he does after this is The Facility. <laughs> it's it just it says here that um, Rodriguez and Banderas like they shot their segment in one week after filming. Yeah, after filming Desperado. Yeah, which is a super cool thing. Yeah. El Mariachi. I like that uh, Robert Rodriguez has done as many um, like kids movies as he has done like super action-y like fucked up movies. I know he 
Did he produce for Kill Bill? I think so. I think so, right? We got to check that out. Uh, I, I already turned off my phone. Uh, um, I got my phone on. Anyways, uh, you know you want to go to the next one? Uh, Hold on. Okay, cool. No problem. Produce? Uh, I, I want to say he did. I mean, definitely didn't direct, right? Or Let me go to the people. No, okay, so... Let's uh, cut this part out. It's fine. Let me go here. Oh, Kill Bill 2. There we go. Volume 2. It has two producers. Whoa. I don't see Rodriguez's name on the producer list. That's fine. Okay. Or maybe it's under executive producers. I think I'll cut this part off. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the last story we have here is the man from Hollywood. Yes. I gotta say, uh, was this one your favorite out of all of them? Uh, this is probably the, like the craziest one. Yeah. It's also Tarantino's, so I think it was it's given the most love. So I saw um real I saw Professor that the word fuck is used twenty one times in this segment. Yeah, and it also uh, it's very it's like it's very well obviously you see Tarantino's techniques you know like the the like the the him talking to the talking to the camera when yeah. he's talking to the character and. His long ex- dialogue, especially with films and stuff, like it's very Tarantino. And Bruce Willis was uncredited in this segment. Yeah, he got in trouble with the Screen, uh, screen Actors Guild. Really? Because of this. Wow. Because he did it for free. Wow. Yeah. You would think he would just do the from scale. Uh, uh, he did it. He did it fully free. And uh, from what I found out, he had gotten into some major trouble, and that's why he's uncredited, because I think they would have sued his ass or something like that uh, for doing work for free. Damn. As a, like, as a member of the Screen, uh, screen Actors Guild. Damn, you just... <laughs> you don't fuck around with the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. That's why people are supporting them. For good reason, though. Well, that's a different guild, bud. But that's fine. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God. What? It's creepy. What? No, because I just saw like the little segment here that the in the Tarantino segment, Angela's um, barefoot, and you know Tarantino has a yeah, foot fetish. He has a thing for feet. I wonder that was. It's on purpose, but what did you think of this? Like in the overall scale of things of this last story, like how did it did it uh, go with the flow of the other stories? Or uh, uh, I think if Tim Roth wasn't in all of them, you would just kind of get like a like four different stories. Yeah. Um. So you get Tim Roth to kind of like, oh, well, this is all happening in the same place. Da 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 da. Um, 
I think I think this one is the segment that everybody remembers the most because it is Quentin Tarantino, and a lot of people are fucking dick riders. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm I'm part of it. I I I will say that I I liked Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But um, I think this is the one that gets the most hype when um, like as artsy as like the first one is. Yeah. I I really like the way it was like kind of directed. Yeah. Um, and how isolated the like the second one kind of feels until he starts like escaping. Yeah. Um. And then, I, I I think all of them, all of them were kind of, well, they're all done and as comedy. Yes. But Tarantino's comedy is different from, like, um, uh, like, Rodriguez's comedy and, and, uh, um, Aisher or Aisher, something like that. Yeah. And then Rockfeld or Rock something. I think his comedy relies more on heavy dialogue. Yeah. And Rodriguez's comedy is kind of more slapstick. Slapstick, yes. Yeah. That well, the third one did feel the most like a cartoon. Yeah. Well, has had kids involved, and yeah, also definitely the uh, the first one also did feel kind of cartoony. With the sorry, Anders. Anders, okay. And uh, Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah. the The first one did feel kind of cartoony because you know I had to do it. You know, with the bad. Yeah. I got get the bad effects. Where the witches? Oh, I think they were. I think it was fine. Dude. Madonna breathing fire. Oh yeah, dude, that shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was funny though. It but was that's funny. the thing. It, it actually felt like a comedy. Yeah. And my issue with like, um, everybody else, I feel when you really read like, um, like critic reviews about yeah. this, the the first two are the ones that get the like, panned the most. Like they're really the ones that get like the shit on the most. I think for me, at least the first one was a lot more entertaining than like than the second one, definitely. And uh, it's just that you get two very strong directors yeah. like Rodriguez and uh, and Tarantino. You can't come with like uh, like bitch ass shit, which I feel like they didn't. It's, it's just a lot of dick writers. When I feel when I think back on the the structure of this film, uh huh. I have to compare it to a wrestling pro wrestling card or a boxing card or, or UFC. Uh-huh. Where you have like the lower cards, the mid card matches, like they had the opener, and then you have the mid card, and then you know you get like the like the mid main event, and then you get the main event. I think that's how this was structured. Yeah, well, it's it's your your openers, right? Yeah. Are the ones that don't have the most um um experience, maybe. Yeah. But all all four of these directors and their rights at that at their moment at that moment were pretty hot. Yeah. You would think well like would it, it would probably have been a longer film, but imagine if they were to have gotten Kevin Smith to be in one of these rooms. I mean it probably would have been like five rooms, but still like, because he was, you know, up and coming at the time. Was so. he? Well, yeah, because like Clerks came out in like a '94, '95. Okay. So it's like you know he was there, but like he wasn't in that group. Or maybe he was in that group. I don't know. I don't know if he was in that group. Yeah. But it would just be like a really good, like you know, concept. You know, like a what if. Yeah, I got you. You know, Smith would have been in that in that um sure. in that film. 
But um, going back to this man from Hollywood, um, just the... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I just love it how, like, um, when Tim is... I'm sorry, when Ted is like, um, is that it? Like, we got somewhere to go? And he's like, no, 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 no. Quit time checking or how do you say it? Or time stopping or checking the time because, like, he wanted to... Like, he didn't think he was going to be in there that long. Yeah. Because, you know, just doing his job. Yeah, definitely. But just... And then see Angela, and then she keeps calling him Theodore. It's Ted. <laughs> and the first thing he says when he sees her is like, is six feet around? <laughs> God, this film's crazy. And then Bruce Willis and... um. That Norman guy, like, motherfucker, are you listening to me? <laughs> I wonder I wonder why he did it for free. Maybe he just loved the character too much. Maybe he loved the character, or maybe he just like, liked the script a lot. I, 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 Tarantino's next movie, does Willis come out? Jackie Brown. No. No. I don't remember him coming out Jackie Brown. And then after that, it's... Uh, Kill Bill? I want to say, yes, it's 2001, Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill and then Kill Bill 2, and then it's uh, does the... Does Bruce Willis come out in any of those movies? I don't know. Let me check. At the top of your head, you don't have to actually look. Okay. I don't recall. And then after that, it's... Uh, Glorious Bastards? Yes, yeah, Glorious Bastards, and then it's um, Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. And then that's... Oh, and then it's the Man from Hollywood, I think. Or no, 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 the Once Upon a Time. time. Okay, did you think that the finger was actually going to get chopped off? The Uh, pinky? Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for it. uh, But did you think think it was going to happen with with the first strike? No. (laughs) No, actually, that was actually pretty fucking funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's the bomb effect. You know what I I thought it was funny was the um, the the pitch the sell the way that Quentin Tarantino is able to sell something and like that like it's just like again like his dialogue is very like good just so like you know here's the one hundred dollars you get you know here's a hundred dollars and blah 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 this and that and and you you can see Ted like not really paying like somewhat paying attention. But just looking at the money, because like it's the money that he's listening to. Yeah, it's not the words that yeah, Tarantino definitely. was saying. This is also, I think, this is one of Tarantino's last times coming out of one of his movies. No, because um, he's came out in like a. Okay, I don't remember him in Kill Bill, but I don't remember. I haven't seen. He didn't come out in Inglorious Bastards. He didn't come out in Django. Yes, he did. He did. He was one of the guys that was uh that took the the, the, the Django. Okay, so then cause he doesn't come out of Jackie Brown. No, I don't remember. Yeah, okay, I don't know. It's one of his last movies. Maybe. Where he acted, I guess. Maybe. It's one of. Yeah. Could be. Because he doesn't, he doesn't come out of one time, once upon a Hollywood. I haven't seen that one, but yes. Um. Definitely not in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, no, he doesn't. I mean, I, okay, so I didn't know he came out in Django. 
Yeah, uh, it was like a small part. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he came out in Hateful Eight. No. no. Uh, it's a really long movie. I would have remembered him. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny the way this film began with the logo of a band apart. And then you see the Tim Roth in the middle, like, change from the suit to the bellhop. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, my God. I've got to bring up the little cartoon at the beginning with it's the opening cute. credits. Yeah, it's cute. I think the funniest thing in that cartoon was the the fact that his hat had a gun. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of reminds me of like the, I'd never seen the original Pink Panthers, but I'm pretty sure they, it, be, they, it, they it began. Felt, they it be, felt with like the, uh, a bit of like a Pink Panther-esque. Yeah. I mean, the, the cartoon was even kind of like done in the style of it. Yeah. So, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just thought it's pretty funny. And then the way he walks at the end of the film was very, again, like, British-style humor, walking like Monty Python or Mr. Bean. He, he, kinda, he walked out kind of like Charlie Chaplin. Yes, and even, like, the, the hat, when he gets yeah. in the elevator, like, tilts the hat. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, I don't recall Tim Roth doing many comedies. If he has, but this is like pretty, pretty solid. I mean, because like, so. he does, he's, you know, he's done like he his. definitely carries the movie. Yeah, totally carried the film. <laughs> man, I wish he would have done more comedies like this. Oh, man. So, so what do you, what do you rate this? It's difficult. Um, I wouldn't say what? this is a perfect movie. Okay. I would. Seven, seven, six, six point five. Okay, yeah. Oh my god, we gotta redo that. Now. No, 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 fine. Six then. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll round down. <laughs> round down. Yes, because like, I guess we're gonna have to go back and like look into our like our rankings list to put in those six point something. Yeah, I would have <laughs> to. I would have to say six point five. It's fine. Okay, I, I'll figure that out myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 6.5, somewhere right in the middle. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad movie. I just, from these directors, I've seen better. I'm gonna go, go with a 7. I really like this film. I thought these directors were pretty good. I think, I, like you, I didn't like The Wrong Man when I first saw this, but... After some time away from this film, I ended up liking it. <laughs> Is it raining outside? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was fun. It was a fun movie. I actually this is one of the ones that I've like I've we haven't watched like a comedy in a while. Yeah. In a very long time, actually. I don't think we've ever watched a comedy. And, um, so this is a, a, a fresh air. Um, I think I got one for you next week. I won't tell you that. Okay. But I, um, I, I, I got the, have you ever heard of a sugar and spice? Yeah. I think, I think that's what I'm choosing. Okay. That sounds Maybe. good. Sugar right. and spice and everything nice. Um, okay. So, um, shout outs to Infinite. Infinite Apparel and Collectibles. Infinity. No, it's Infinite. They Infinite? Got, yeah, Infinite. 
I always thought, thought it was Infinity. I thought it was Infinity too, but now it's like it's. Have we it, been fucking saying it wrong this entire time. I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> they kind of told me that when they heard our episode. That's funny. And they're like, you know, it's Infinity, Infinite, 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 Infinite Apparel Collectibles, yeah. located at twenty one oh seven Shadow Drive. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. They kind of because like they were hearing the episode of the the one seventy six about the box office and stuff. And then, oh shit, I gotta fix that audio. <laughs> I'll get to it, Nolan. <laughs> but yes, that, like, um, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Well, what, what, what do you have to fix? Huh? What do you have to fix? Oh, like his, uh, on Nolan's mic, that his, um, I, I, he sounds too loud. And I have to, like, de, like, you know, like, fix the. Yeah, that's why I was dropping his shit down. Oh. While we were recording. So that because my ears are fucking ringing, <laughs> and you kept looking at me weird, like if I was doing something wrong, and I was like, "Don't worry about it, dude." Have you have you put it out yet? I already put it out. That's why he told me, and I still haven't fixed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesse! It's more fun like that. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Ring people's ears, bud. Dude, have you hung out with him? No, you need him. No. I hung out with him. I'll just, okay. I'll fix it. I'll fi- Did you not hear it when you were recording? I mean, when I you didn't were notice it. It just sounded the same to me. Really? Yeah. Okay. But well, I'll, I'll fix it's it. It's up to I, you. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get it, to it. It's up to you. Yeah. It's my show. When did you uh, share this? <laughs> uh, when did you re- When did you drop it? Oh, like last week. Did you tag me on? No. It's 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 hard to. It's like I like doing this discussion episodes. But it's hard to to um. Oh, dude, no one's gonna fucking know about it if you don't put it out. It is out. Yeah, but not on Instagram. Well, that's the cool thing about shows like that, where I don't have to, where I don't post it on Instagram and stuff, because it kind of like promotes itself just by word of mouth or something like that. Like people that follow the show are gonna listen to it. You understand? And people that don't follow the. Sh- Aren't gonna listen to it. Aren't yeah, people that aren't. I I wanted to. How can I say this, or how can I explain this? I wanted to see if it could stand on its own feet without. Sometimes when I don't promote shows, when we do when we do topic episodes, I don't do it because uh, it's hard to like make a picture or pick a picture or things like that, or uh, like a thumbnail to promote it. I don't know what to choose, so I'll just you know what. I'll just drop this episode like this and let it fly. See, like, if it could stand on its own two feet. And it's doing okay. I mean, I did the same thing with the with the episode, with the other episode. Like, there's the impact of an actor. Uh-huh. That topic episode. I mean, that's that has a good number of, da- of downloads. And the re- reviews and box office revenue. That has another... It's, you know, the, the downloads... Are pretty much the same, except for like a small like gap in between, but like they're they're holding up real well. All right. Sometimes it's good to like let this that things just kind of like see if they could um, run. What? Is that am, am I making any sense? I don't, I don't know if I am, but download it's out. It's out, and I have to fix it. All right. And well, um, let me know when shit gets out. You don't post it. Okay. Well, so if I don't post it, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. 
I, I didn't know it was out. I would have I would have listened to it already. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yes, go and visit our friends at Infinite Apparel Collectibles. They got new merchandise now. They got um the Mad Balls action figures. They got Barnyard Animals. No, um, uh, it's called Barnyard Commandos. Um, figures that are like newly developed. Uh, they just got like a badass Ghost Rider figure. Of course, they got some horror figures, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, and Funko Pops, and Transformers. Um, also go ahead and check out our friends at Guy Ocho Hype and Hobbies at 1003 Garfield Street. If you think your um Quentin Tarantino could take out somebody's Butterfree, go ahead and stop by. They have tournaments every Thursday. I know, I just got one. Also, check out Dan and his um, gaming warrior business there on Shido. They have D&D, Warhammer. I know you're expecting me to say another one, but I'm not. I know my place. I'm staying in my lane. And um, do you have any recommendations? Um, uh, uh, play Zelda. The Kingdom of Tears? Uh, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. You're not wrong. You're not completely off, but yeah. Okay, so is it it's any a, good? It's a fun game. It is? It's a really fun game. That's cool. That's what's uh, keeping me busy uh, at the moment. I don't know if I mentioned this last recording, but I saw the recent um, episodes of the Rick and Morty. So, I the season six. Yeah. Finally got on the HBO Max, now called Max. And I also saw, um, I also recommend the new season of Lettered Kenny. It's out there and Tim is playing with a lighter. What are you going to burn? Is that my hair thing? That's a, that's a, definitely. That's a, that's a. That's the cord for the. Is no, it? No, Oh, thank God. I thought it was the headphone cord. I'm like, what the fuck? It looks the same. A little chongo. But uh, I took the rubber out. That doesn't come oh. out right. Um, what other hey. recommendations do I have? Because there was some... Oh! Like, uh, yeah, okay, so I recommend this... Oh, my God. It's a film channel. It's a, I mean, sorry, it's a YouTube channel called uh, Filmento. They do a lot of great um video essays on films and stuff, especially, like, you know, new pop culture films. It's very interested. I want to go ahead and recommend that. And, yeah, those are my recommendations. Uh, a little sound advice. Yeah. Summer is coming. Oh, yes. Children. Uh, we don't want to review a movie about you, <laughs> so uh, y'all be careful out there with the with the crazies. Oh yes, and uh, have, a, have a fun summer. And this goes out to everybody, not just the kids, but you got me. It's just uh, y'all be careful out there. Yes, don't drink and drive, and if you drink, you know, make sure you have a designated driver. Definitely, or call a cab. You know, they're you know what? Don't be a square. Also, like you know, there's 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 um with the technology and advancement now. Get yourself a fucking self-driving car, you poor. Or an Uber driver. Oh, yeah, that works, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's see if I get a job sometime this week soon. So, you know, man, let, let's help. Dear listeners, help me manifest a great job there or a great accounting there job. There you go. Somewhere where I could just like do data entry, check the books, and not deal with, you know, retail. So help me manifest this job. Are you applying at banks? Yes. Well, banks is not retail. Yeah, exactly. Applying at a bank. I am. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, y'all, y'all be careful out there. Uh, next week, yeah, sugar and spice. 
And everything nice. Is uh, not exactly. I don't actually know if I'm going to choose it or not. I will surprise you with it. Yes. But uh, definitely, that's the one I'm thinking about. All right. All right, people. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We appreciate all of y'all for taking your time. Have fun. Stay safe. You know, keep on shining. And brush your teeth. sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.